Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 360. You know it's going to be good when Tony starts the intro with, well? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. uh, Obviously, Lynn's is here. Charles is with us as well. I'm here. Still. Yeah. Still going strong. Still coming back for some reason. (laughs) Haven't kicked him off yet. Thank goodness. So we had some comic books to review. And when I say we... I mean, us. I mean, Charles and I. Because I saw us earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I reviewed Little Bird, number one, and Spider-Man Life Story, number one. I reviewed uh, Miles Morales, uh, number four. Miles Morales, Morales, Spider-Man, number four. And uh, it was a a fun little trip. I thought, uh, I enjoyed it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) As you will hear when he reviews it in the podcast. Talking about some Netflix, some Disney acquisitions, some things sticking to their guns. C2E2 kind of news coming out. And Jonathan Hickman, which makes me super excited. So with that, grab some moonshine. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever that is. (laughs) Or bourbon. Grab some bourbon. Grab some bourbon. It's a good one. Well, that's what I learned that uh, from Moonshine, from the many different, uh, which he'll get into. He'll get right into it during the podcast. Yes, but now that I'm remembering this oh after that okay. fact, All right. how people go blind from Moonshine is oh. because there's some different. There's the head and the heart, and then the tail of some good drinkage of when they're making alcohol. Yeah, there's a lot more stuff to do within making bourbon, but you'll learn more about that at. At the beginning of the podcast, once we get past this intro. In five. Intro that never four. dies. <laughs> so grab some of that shit and enjoy <laughs> Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 360. Charles, you're getting kicked off the show, and it's going to be just the two of us. I'm going to go get drunk by myself. to read a shit ton of comics. Oh my god, that's so crazy. I know, but like a I shit read... shit ton? Yes. That's a lot. That's more than a boatload. It, it very much <laughs> so it is. It, it roughly comes out to around 30-ish comics, mm. but these are all comics that I've been trying to catch up on. Having taken a trip down to Kentucky, doing the Bourbon Trail, which was a blast, I've learned so much about bourbon that after actually one of the first stops, actually there's a second one where it kind of got drilled in our head that we could pretty much do the tours for most of these things. Bourbon is 51% corn. Uh, all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. Correct. was another thing that they would always say yeah. at each of these uh, tours, uh, the 51%. Uh, most people think all bourbon has to come to con- buy from Kentucky. That ain't true. It's ridiculous. But 95% of the world's bourbon comes from Kentucky, and 90% of it comes within what they call the Bourbon Trail, within, uh, I don't even know how, like a triangle of these bourbon breweries. But all bourbon does come from America. 
so it's American made. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Of, it's one of the places Four Roses. You know that famous picture of the sailor dipping that girl and yeah, kissing yeah. her in like yes. Times Square. Sure. So in the background of that is the Four Roses uh, logo. Like they are hugely famous because of just being, being in the in billboard. The behind that as something that was kind of a cool little trivia that we learned at the last one when we were ignoring all these other facts that i just knew this tour guide hated having to repeat all the time (laughs) 51 percent of corn and uh don't do this other drink every time he says corn (laughs) every time he says bourbon drink oh we drink a shit ton of bourbon every time he sighs and looks down he hates his life drink i need to explain to you guys off the air the crazy interaction at this karaoke bar uh, that I just now remember that I wish I would have shared with you guys earlier. I know. D- didn't I even ask him how it went? You remember that thing we did not during the podcast <laughs> earlier? When I specifically said, hey, Tony, how was that thing in Kentucky? And you're like, oh, uh, I'm going to share all of it during the, during the podcast. Well, I just realized the very <laughs> not safe for work thing to... Is this podcast safe for work? No, it's not either. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> Balls. <laughs> we did also... Uh, like I said, went out downtown Louisville, Kentucky, got super drunk, and luckily one of my friends picked up two giant vats of Pedialyte, mm. so that helped us with our hangovers. You heard it, heard it here, kids, Pedialyte, the drunk's secret. It is, well, that's why I always drink Gatorades yeah. and Powerades, so Pedialyte. this is just straight to it the source. They, they also make popsicles and suckers, just in case anybody wants to know. I am going to need those. Pedialyte, <laughs> tomorrow's not so bad. You know what also works? <laughs> More than Pedialyte, because... Straight up salt water? Uh, yes, that would work. No, uh, hanging out, uh, playing D&D with uh, young Neil. Ah, you uh, saw young Neil? Yes. He, and I was feeling like shit, because I was out partying with some friends the night before. He gave me his wife's uh, morning sickness, nausea, ah. medicine. Syphilis. Yeah. That shit is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I felt like I was gonna puke, and I don't know how to get a prescription for that. You cannot. You're not but a pregnant lady. I hate we it. can fake the tests. <laughs> that shit works. And then he then tells Morning me though, it'll make you drowsy. Worse than any hangover that you've ever had in your entire life. I bet. So but these sense. pills made me feel wonderful. Yeah. So. Good. I've learned something new. You, you did. I have a new. Yeah. S- Secret cure for, uh... You somehow have to fake being a pregnant woman. <laughs> and I get that, yeah. <laughs> We'd have to shave him. That's it. That's all we have to do. <laughs> yeah, that's all we have to do. And then just all you have to do is identify as a pregnant woman. Done. Uh, I got the belly for that, so I can, <laughs> can start off. I was going to say, you're halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck off, guys. Uh, <laughs> so since I don't have any books this week, uh... Hopefully you guys can uh, do that part. But first, I want to play a game with you guys. Have you, uh, before we get into the nitty and gritty, because I thought this was fun. Uh, have you guys played the Florida Man? Oh, yeah. I heard about this from you earlier. <laughs> internet game yet. So what it is, is you Google Florida Man okay. and then your birthday. Oh. Not your year. So <clears throat> Florida Man. So mine would be Florida Man, June 23rd. And you take the first news story that comes up that's not related to this actual game because there's a lot of those now. You take the first news story that comes up and you read the headline. All right, I'm typing it in right now. For example, mine is... Well, I think we should explain what the Florida Man is. Because the Florida Man, (laughs) I had to explain this to my friends at work. 
Florida man is just a generic what they put in news articles for some crazy person from Florida doing something right outrageous. People you don't, in Florida be crazy. Yeah, you don't really have like Michigan man or California man or yeah. New York man, but Florida. I think now that they're they're in on the joke, just like to put Florida man did this crazy yeah. asinine thing. So that's where the Florida man comes from. Mine is Florida man convicted of killing former FSU mascot in gumbo spice dispute. That's my headline. Wow. Yeah. Wacky. Charles, what's yours? Um, <clears throat> Florida man kills pregnant stepmother, calls 911 at the cemetery to confess. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's a little dark. Not going to lie, mine's actually... <laughs> it's got a picture of me. <laughs> that look good. Mine is perfect, <laughs> and it looks like it was this year as well. Uh, Florida Man Rob Store dressed as Spider-Man. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, wow. <laughs> you really won. You won that one. I won the internet for today. <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't done it yet, kids, go out and do it. It's just fun and interesting. Florida Man sounds like a really fun superhero. Florida Man is needs rehab, I think. <laughs> I've seen Florida Man wrestling with alligators and... Falling out of buildings. Florida Man is... One of Florida Man's split personalities is seeking help. (laughs) (laughs) I saw one. Florida Man uh, is arguing he wasn't drinking and driving because he was only drinking at red lights. Oh, wow. That just makes sense, though. (laughs) Oh, I love you, Florida Man. (laughs) Make life so interesting. Uh, All right, books this week. So I actually have only two this week that I'm reviewing. One uh, from last week. And one from this week, even though I read a shit ton of books. They're all number twos. I don't like, I don't want to with the number twos. Um, So the first book I read was Little Bird, number one, from Image. And this was written by Darcy Van Polgeest. I think that's how you say that name. Pretty sure you're saying it wrong. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm just going to go Our our track record. (laughs) Just take a gander at that and you uh, give it a go. uh, uh, Polgeist. 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 All right. He's you know. breaking out the... Yeah. yeah. All right. Outside of the box there. <laughs> uh, and the artist was Ian Bertram. Um, so Again, th- wrong. <laughs> that one I'm totally right on. I know that. <laughs> so the first thing I want to point out is the art because do you... Tony, did you ever read Nameless? Yes. I read some of it. So the art in that, uh, Chris Burnham, we actually talked to him at Motor City one year, really like disproportionate figures but also super gory kind of the same sort of art that's in here you get like humans that he draws aren't necessarily accurate to what most humans look like and a lot of times their eyes are much bigger than their face think alita battle angel a little bit um but it's also like very gory lots of intestines there's a lot going of going on in I'm this looking book at drips and- Blood, yep, splatters all, all over the place. Stuff. Just craziness. Shading used by little just dash lines and stuff like that. It's really interesting. Um, not the type of art you would think you would see in a book called Little Bird with super fancy scroll writing on the front. And I was commenting earlier, if you look at it upside down at an angle, it looks like a cute little bird. Yeah. But then you flip it upside down, or I mean right side up, yeah. and it's, it's fucked up. Until you notice the bottom and you see little... Tentacles coming out of the bottom of her. Little tentacles. Yeah. Is that for real? Is it's, that a thing? I... As far as I know, she doesn't have any tentacles. Okay. But well, this is only the first spoiler issue. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so basically, this takes place in like a post-apocalyptic Canada. 
Ooh. Which who, who I thought would be safe from the apocalypse. Yeah. No, they probably just well, when welcome, you probably welcome and then like Canada's come on the worst in, place to be. Oh, oh you bit me. <laughs> would you like some maple syrup on that bike? <laughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> oh, my, my arm got in your teeth way there. Uh. <laughs> oh. Um, and this is kind of your very basic story of like the the people who have come to rule this post-apocalyptic wasteland and the people who don't want those people to rule. And the rulers are very much religious based. So even in the post-apocalypse, can't get away from that. Sorry, kids. Um, <laughs> the le- of course, I think it's a little. I think they're they're going corrupt religion here. The guy that runs this religion is super duper creepy and gives his little orations to crowds and then goes back and takes a bath in like a tub of blood with tentacles coming out of it and his right hand man is a big fat nun who rolls around in a bubble you're just making up stuff right now i'm not making it up the people who wrote this book are making it up um but there's an attack on little bird's village that's the main character that is her name little bird that's like not superhero name. That's like what. That's what name? they call her because they're they're definitely going towards like Canada's first people sort okay. of vibe with this, uh, with the with the free people, and um, but there's an attack on their village. Her mom seems like a super warrior badass. Uh, hides her in a little bunker and is like, "Little bird, you stay in here," and then when she comes out, everyone's dead. Who is Canada's hero? He's a big burly looking guy with a beard and he wears a Canadian flag on his shirt and he wields an axe, right? That's like your, that's who I would think of as the person who's supposed to save Canada. Not Captain Canuck? Not Captain Canuck. This guy I would be more scared of than Captain Canuck. He actually kind of looks like Santa Claus. Oh, yeah, he kind of does. A badass. Yeah. Canadian. Yeah. He's called the axe. Um... I don't want to give too much of this book away because it's kind of, it's intricate and it's, the story is told more through the art than it is through... I was going to say, the art kind of pulls me in yeah. while looking at some of these pages. Yeah. There's not, I mean, it's very much, little girl's village gets attacked, she comes out, everyone's disappeared. Her mom told her that it, when she came out, if everyone was gone, she needed to go get the axe. So that's what she does. She goes to get the axe. In between, you kind of learned about this little religion that's ruling the world right now and how fucking weird it is. And then you go to this, after that, you follow her to this prison where the axe is held. And there's the, it, I don't know if this is an asylum or just a jail for empowered people, but the people they're holding in this jail are super weird. There's a guy whose face is like... Yeah, just a head, floating head. There's a guy whose ass... Is like the same, like if like your head was completely twisted around. I think there's one panel in here where he's, where is it? He's flipping them off. <laughs> it's just I don't. Giant just organs, yeah. weird things. Yeah, and so I don't know if these people have come up through what happened to make this world the way it is, or if this is just a complete alternate reality to uh, our world, but. That's kind of what Little Bird frees the axe, and now it's going to be like a, you know, lone wolf and, and pup sort of story. Lone wolf yeah. and pup. <laughs> yeah. 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 Lone wolf. wolf and cub? Is that the... Oh. You guys know what I'm talking mm. about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
sort of thing. So I, you know, obviously this is going to be people battling to take down the power that's running the world and causing it to be bad. And Which stuff is also like that. probably the reason why it's so bad. Yeah. The reason why it became bad. Right. Right. So, so ah, sure, but it's, we did it. Here's the whole story. It's similar to to stories that are normally like that, but different, just because the art is so. Like, it draws you in so much, and it's weirder than I thought it was going to be, which I like weird stories a lot, and I do enjoy the level of blood that they have in this book. It's just real violent, which I haven't had a real violent book in a while, so I can appreciate that. Um, Definitely pick it up. I can't, I can't really, I feel like I can't explain it well because of the art being so good. It like, reminds me a lot of Ryan Brown-ish. Yeah. God hates astronauts. Yeah, it does not. It does. I feel like it doesn't cross into that yeah. ultra weird line, but it kind of walks up to it yeah. a little bit, which is why it reminded me a lot of Nameless because Nameless kind of did that too. Because once they got into space and things got real weird, like it was kind of a similar vibe to that. So if you like weird, gory art and you know want something new to check out i would totally suggest doing this one for sure it's kind of like playfully gory it is right and you know i don't like when i watch movies especially when they're overly gory i'm totally like the type of person that covers my eyes and doesn't watch the gory parts and it makes me all gaggy i'm not fun to watch those movies with them it's very annoying but i liked this it didn't gross me out too much so Charles, why don't we go to you next? I read um, Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Did I say that right? Morales? Yeah. Morals. Just right there in the name. (laughs) I love it. Miles of Morals. Uh, Number four. Uh, Basically, it's like Miles Morales' day off. Like Ferris Bueller's day off. That's basically what it is. So he's uh, he's skipping school. He's pretending to be sick because his roommate has like an ear infection so that him and his other roommate, there's three of them, all living together. Um, two of them decide to take the day off and go and do stuff. So they go to the museum or whatever. And um, he's a... Well, they're on the, the subway first. And uh, every time he Miles tries to get like a kiss from this girl he's seeing, something happens. The light, lights flicker and all of a sudden the train's coming off the rails. How is that even happening? And all they do is reference it in a little asterisk. This is... Uh, dang, I can't think of it. Nero... What's that guy's thing? Aquaman of Marvel. Namor? Namor. 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 Jeez, oh, I had it in my head. I can see it. <laughs> you were, Anyways, I heard you say... Mm. Asterix said Namor uh, because of Namor did this and all of a sudden, you know, Miles had to become invisible and then go and fix it. And then they end up at the museum and all of a sudden there's somebody there doing stuff too. And so it's just... So the whole day of just oh, being a superhero. Right. But trying to get the day off. And um, he ends up... Uh, well, there's, so there's the principal or the, the head guy at the college, whatever... He's playing that one part and trying to find Ferris Bueller mm. the whole time, and he keeps getting. And there's a, there's like this little uh, map of where they went during the day and stuff. When the little like checkered polka dot line. Yeah, of, like, exactly. Where it... Yep. So just like when Ferris was trying to jump between the houses and stuff and do all that stuff, they've got little captions of little fun little things happening during the comic. It's it's brilliant, really. And uh, at the end of it, he ends up getting sick. Oh, <laughs> because of uh, one of the one of the guys he fights, and then he um it has like a like a cold staff or whatever, and he shoots him with the cold, and um he ends up stepping in something in the sewer in the well mm. you know, in the subway area, and he remarks on it. And I was like, where's this going? But it turns out he just gets sick at the end of it, 
It's uh, pretty awesome. That's um, the uh, the guys who did it are Saladin Ahmed, uh, Javier uh, Guerin, David Curiel, and uh, the the artwork. The art, artwork's fine. You know, nothing too remarkable. It's like but house house it's, art. Yeah. It's yeah. Good enough. I mean, keeps me keeps me engaged the whole time, and the story is just super fun. It's a fun read. It does sound mm-hmm. fun. Do you have any other ones that you? Actually, had me smiling. Um, well, actually, I, I did the Meet the Scrolls too, and that was interesting. Yeah, it really does give you an idea of uh, someone wanting to switch over and be a part of the human race instead of doing their mission. Mm-hmm. Especially with the, like the interactions between the teenagers and stuff. Yeah, and you're perfect. How much did you know about the Scrolls before? Before? Yeah, before like. Well, actually, last in this one, they mentioned month. the. Their home world or whatever being destroyed by Galactus. Okay. So that was that was interesting. How much did I know before this? Not much. Okay. Because I know you got your introduction, Captain Marvel. Well, there was something way before, uh, a long time ago. But okay. And I knew that they changed and stuff. And well, there was also um, when I saw the scrolls have like superpowers or something. It was like a super scroll. Super scroll, yeah. That was the first time I ever heard of it. Okay. And that was through the comic, uh, the cards, the play, the trading cards. Oh yeah, yeah. That's where I got most of my knowledge in the beginning. Do you feel this is like Quint? I mean, there's always the synergy of everything within the comic book realm. Do you feel this has been dropped at this point because of the Captain Marvel having scrolls in it, so more people would be interested in scrolls in the comic book world? Yes. No, and no that. way, no way, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, they, absolutely. They give the the scrolls in this book. They um, so you know, in the in the movie, the scrolls were bad, but then they weren't bad. They were just trying to do their own thing. And historically, the scrolls were always just out for themselves. That was the whole point of the scrolls. They just wanted, they they were just their their first priority is to the scrolls. So it doesn't matter what anybody else wants or needs. That's just their first priority, and it's that's clear in this book still. Yeah, and uh. In the second one, yeah. um, it's mentioned what what he's sort of like a hint at what his mission is, what he's doing. I don't know if he's working with other people and stuff, but with J- Janet who came to the bar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a whole little network. But he has a he has a um, agenda. Yeah. And it's based on what his mother said to him just before he left the planet to escape, mm-hmm. as she died trying to defend the planet from Galactus. <laughs> She's shooting at him, like. <laughs> they had to know that wasn't gonna work. That's not gonna work. <laughs> Um, the thing I did like about this book is it kind of, cause there's the two daughters. There's the one that was six, was previously successful in her infiltration. Yeah. And then you have the younger one who was kind of like everyone's disappointed in oh, yeah. and stuff like that. And it kind of took a turn where you saw the older on date, like, Experience, yeah. And which then is different than the other girl. The younger one is finally is learning being... how to manipulate people. Yeah. She does something real. And she's a mess. Yeah. She is a mess. So is, I still think she's I start like doing different personalities and talking to herself through different <laughs> I just see it it's coming uh it is a good story though it is it's like I don't know it it doesn't paint the scrolls in like a good not light, at all Mm-mm. but it also you can still kind of relate to yep. them a little mm-hmm. bit I can see where one is becoming more of a teenager mm-hmm. yeah. and that that the watch thing yeah I mean, obviously that's gonna come back you yeah can, you can either uh you know change form before you press it, or, I don't. Yeah, if you change, yeah, the watch. I didn't quite understand what they used that for. Tony, mm-hmm. you're gonna have but to. But they did kind of show. Let us. They did show 
um, the mother using it? Yeah. And she became this huge worm-looking thing, right? Yeah. Does that well, she used... Yeah. I, she, it, like, destroys everybody. She became this big creature, and then she became the the one of the guards. And she was stuck in the form of the guard because she used the watch. So it was something like... I don't know... I really... That's interesting. Yeah, you're... Please... Everyone, please read the book and tell us what you think about this. Cause Someone was, explain this. Yeah, we'll find it. Yeah. We'll find out in further comics. So yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they're gonna get more into it. It's probably definitely some sort of Stark tech that they stole, because hmm. um, the dad does work for Stark Industries. So, uh, my last book. I'm not gonna go into too much because it is the beginning of the series. Uh, Spider-Man Life Story Number One: The Sixties. And the reason why I'm not going to review this too hard is because. The premise of this book is that you start with Spider-Man's origin story, and then as you go through the decades, he ages naturally. So he, this isn't him being a young kid before being Spider-Man. This starts off with him being yes. bitten. Yeah. With, no, this starts out after he had been Spider-Man for a couple of years, actually. Oh, okay. So it doesn't even go into the origin story. There it's is just... one little column about him yeah. getting bitten, and then it goes straight into... Yep. Oh, I love it when comics... Skip over yeah. the shit that hey, we guys, all know. Yeah, at this shit point. We all yep. fucking know. And and this Bruce is, Wayne's parents are dead. Yeah. Yeah. This he does, he actually doesn't spend a whole lot of time being Spider Man. This it's showing Peter's relationships with Gwen Stacy and Flash Thompson and Flash is going off to war and Peter gets real tight with him at a party because Flash was such a jerk to him and now everyone makes Peter feel bad for being a jerk to a guy who's going off to fight in wars Ooh. and he finds. He finds out that Norman Osborn knows that he's Spider-Man. Like, all those kind of things that are normal to the Spider-Man story. Mm -hmm. This doesn't go off the rails or do anything kind of new. It kind of follows the traditional Spider-Man story. I think when it it's going to get real interesting as you get in further into the books when he gets older. So you're going to want to start here because it's the start. But I don't think it's going to start getting really good until you get further and further along in the story. So, okay, so obviously being the the or or after the origin, so Uncle Ben is already yep passed and everything yep. too. Yep. That's he actually spends a lot of this book because it is um, Vietnam. He he spends a lot of the book trying to figure out since Flash is going off to war and all these other here like Iron Man is over there helping people out and stuff like that. He's wondering if he should volunteer Spider-Man oh. to go over and fight. And he's like, maybe I should, maybe I should. Wouldn't that be a crazy uh, twist? Well, and his whole idea, like, he decides not to, and his whole reason was Captain America wasn't. Because Captain America is the pinnacle of... Mm -hmm. And then he meets Captain America later in the book, and Captain America's like, do what you want. You're here saving people. Be here saving people. You're still doing service to your country. And then Captain America decides to go over to Vietnam to help. Interesting. I'm now yeah. thinking, though, too, if he has other interactions with people when he's older, like at the retirement home. Are they going to be older? I mean, they'd have to be yeah. if that's the way they're telling yeah. the story. So I'm interested in seeing that. I'm interested really in... I've already seen him kind of our age now. Like, I'd say right. late 20s, yeah, yeah. 30s. Mm -hmm. um, especially uh, fuck the series that has him with the kid and everything. Oh, yep. I forget what the title of that uh, Spider-Man book was. Uh not vows. Were New Year vows? I think it's, it started there, and then they didn't. They call it like family secrets or something oh, yeah. like that. Regardless yeah. of that that yeah. series, the I've seen that, but I want to see like old man Spider Man. Which yeah. God, I I was kind of complaining that I don't want to see old man like... stuff anymore. 
but I'm interested to see... Well, and it's going to take us through the whole thing, right? So we're not just going to jump into somebody being an old man. It's not following that specific trope. It's We're literally just going to follow Spider-Man through his life, which I think is kind of so a new is idea. This, so each book is going to be a decade? I think so. 60s, so. 70s, 80s, 90s, early aughts, so like a six-issue six yeah. yep. miniseries. Yep. And I don't know... I mean, I think that's how many issues it is, is six. I don't know if they're going to split... A couple decades. Yeah, because sometimes there's a lot of stuff that happens. Oh, I wonder if they'll <laughs> tackle some other big events, too. I, would... I wonder if he's going to uh, endorse Activia at the end. <laughs> <laughs> if this is telling of the way it's going to go, I would imagine they are going to talk about things that happen at that time period and how Spider-Man would deal with them. Andy at the age that he is, when he deals with them, instead of being eternally... in. A late teenager or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, written by Chip Zdarsky. So, you know, he's thanks, a, Chip. He's a good writer, and it's not as funny as I thought it would be. Usually, he's known for um, his humor. He's he gets sometimes he'll do things overly humorous, uh, but I think this was in line with the normal Spider-Man tone. And then uh, penciler was Mark Bagley, and the anchor was John Dell. So, good, real good. I can't wait to see, see what happens later. Actually. That's all I got for reviews. Charles, do you have anything else? Or we get into news? Uh, mm, no, I don't really have anything else. All right. So, news. There's quite a bit going on. We'll have more next week, but C2E2 is happening sure. right now as of this recording. And there's some big, uh, big things coming from it. Uh, we have a bunch of friends that are there currently who've either messaged us or gave us the is it the 411 I don't know if that's the code that is information yes okay. what's, 3, what's 311 that is 311? silent observer <laughs> or a band yeah that is a band uh so we do have some information from there but like I said a lot more probably will come out within the coming weeks uh from the panels so starting off it's something that I posted to our Facebook page CableTV.com, which sounds like a made-up website, but they are legit, uh, wants to pay you $1,000 to watch all the Marvel films. Okay. So leading up... Binge, though. Yes. So you have to kind of watch these within... Like, I do that on the weekend. Where's my money? Pretty much they're saying it's going to be 40 hours worth of work, and you have to also live tweet Mm. as well. Now, this isn't just... Oh, I could do that. I'm going to automatically get the thousand dollars. You do have to fill out an application and explain why, you know, you would be a person that would be of interest for them to be live tweeting this event. So, I would love to do that. I know that we uh, let's have a party. Let's get some pizza. This, I mean, I well, the last time I live tweeted anything, it was not a a good movie that I was live tweeting, but it was entertaining nonetheless. But I would. Uh, recommend anyone out there that has some free time on their hands to sign up for that. One of the things I heard that was coming out of C2E2, and I kind of knew it was coming because of this ad in the Spider-Man book I read that just says Hickman. I mean, who else can just advertise their last name on a blank page in a comic book and get people fucking excited about what this means? Someone's getting a hickey? (laughs) Obviously, that means Jonathan so, Hickman's is that coming Florida back man? to like <laughs> Hickman. <laughs> Jonathan Hickman's coming back to Marvel. Yes, when I heard, 
I heard the news even uh, before uh, the week. Yeah. Uh, they've now at C2E2 kind of finally announced what he is going to be doing, so I'm glad that they're not teasing it for too long. I know. So he's coming back to do some X-Men books. Yes. I cannot explain how much I've loved Hickman's writing. He's... Everything he touches is pretty much solid gold. So this is going to get me back into X-Men much like this, uh, the X Man World of X. Oh, uh, Age of X Man. Age of X Man is yeah. has kind of pulled me back in. Sure. The two books that he's going to be writing are House of X and Powers of X, which I've heard this is going to be a huge big event for them, which they already have in this big event right now. Yeah. I'm wondering if this is kind of repercussions that come from it. Could be. I'm. That's as much as I know right now. Uh, they go on sale in July, so... Well, House of X obviously makes a callback to House of M, right? So I'm wondering if those two are even going to be interrelated or they're just playing off the title to bring in readers. But I, I'm... Of course, I'm excited mm -hmm. about Jonathan Hickman writing X-Men books. At fucking two at the same time. Which means now well, he I could do it. Well, he was doing the, the Fantastic hands. Four ones. Yeah. And the dextrous, <laughs> the left and the right. Just... I actually wish that was the case. That would be real interesting to see. <laughs> so I don't know if you've uh, heard uh, Ryan Segman has been kind of throwing some shade recently what? on Twitter. Tim. Yeah, I would never believe that. <laughs> uh, about a month or two ago, him uh, was kind of uh, going against DC... Sorry, with. I just love the way that he said him was. Him was. Him was. Him was. <laughs> you saw that variant for Venom. I'm just going to ignore it. Yes. Yep. <laughs> that he did that was in the the sense of the Watchmen. And that was like a variant cover that went for a lot more. And it was very good looking. It good. Yes. Me. Read. <laughs> sometime well. So... Uh, uh, Donnie, uh, Cates, and Stegman are writing this new Carnage book that's going to be coming out. Uh, Absolute Carnage, yes. number one. Yes. Love Carnage. And they've now been saying that they tweeted out a picture of... So the most units ever sold uh, for a Marvel book was Jim Lee's X-Men number one. That had 8,104,611 copies sold. Wow. So they have it just crossed off in red with underneath it just with one more number and granted we are never going to see those sales in this day and age again he thinks that this carnage book is going to outsell x-men number one by jim lee that's what they're saying oh ryan but that's the thing <laughs> they know that this is yeah. tongue-in-cheek joking yeah. because just seeing how sales come on certain books i don't think we'll ever see books that that big of numbers ever again which <laughs> Probably not. It's sad, but numbers are still kind of going strong. I had a bunch of numbers for the last time we recorded uh, showing kind of sales are down, but they're not totally down where the industry is crumbling. No. Still going strong. It's just a lot more a lot more titles and a lot more books means people spread their, right. it's their love around. Yeah. Well, and we get new, new imprints opening every day, right? So that... Uh, one of them being Ahoy Comics, which you love and read. And 
are yes. they're <laughs> they're picking up that comic that you were really mad about DC canceling the second coming, which is the story of Jesus coming back coming and back hanging out with a superhero. <laughs> I was actually quite happy that's where they landed. I was actually even I was looking up uh, Ahoy Comics just them because I was like I haven't really seen one of their books in in a while. And then that was the first news that popped up yeah. when I was searching Ohio Comics. I go, fuck yeah, A, they're getting another good title because <laughs> right. I want to see them thrive and have other good titles besides the main four that they launched with. This is going to be another Yeah, I mean, good one. for, it's so smart on their part to pick up something that DC was like, nah, that's too uh, controversial Well, it feels for like us. it's kind of in their It is, their it's totally, it totally is. It totally is, which means, but also because they do the magazine format, so you'll get... The, what we normally would have gotten from the DC comic, plus you'll get the short comic at the end and whatever prose story is written oh, yeah. about it too. So I think it'll even it'll be even better coming out of Ahoy than it would coming out of DC. So, so did you guys watch uh, some of the trailers the past week? We had a new Avengers trailer. Yeah. And that was... One of the key moments I took out of that was them walking their suits. Sure. You clearly see Tony there, so mm-hmm. you yeah. know he makes it back there. Yeah, right. Just give That's away. been spoiled. He talks like, in we, it too. Yes. We know he's being <laughs> saved from right. up there. Yeah. First, However, the first time that I saw it was like I was in a I was in a bar and it was playing on the on the screen and I just barely got a glimpse of it and it didn't show Tony and I thought they were going out to find Tony. Mm. Oh, like those are space suits. Yeah. I think those are suits going into the quantum <laughs> yeah, realm. Yeah, I think so, too. <gasps> oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense, yeah. I think so, too. But also, I think the other biggest scene in there was when uh, Carol Danvers doesn't flinch when Thor is recalling... Not only does she not flinch, she gives him that fucking little, like, oh, you're so cute, like, <laughs> smile, like, oh, oh, oh sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> so I truly enjoyed that. And it was a hammer, wasn't it? Yes. It looked so like... So I'm confused. It was no, not... I've heard people say that it was a hammer, and I've seen people say that it looked like... But it looked like a hammer to me. It looked like a hammer. A cool-looking like hammer, hammer, better than before hammer. A different hammer, but a hammer. It was definitely not an axe. Definitely not an axe. That's what I'm saying. Um, there's also speculation going around that they're going <laughs> to play that no. Clint's daughter is actually going to be like the Kate Bishop sort of character. Okay. That... You know, ends up taking over for Hawkeye after he decides he doesn't want to be Hawkeye anymore. Don't forget, though, Marvel has fucked with us on these trailers yeah, before. Yeah, I know. <laughs> which could be why that looks like his hammer. So people are going to be like, he's getting his hammer back. But really, he doesn't. And he still has. Maybe the he axe. just does a bit of carving. <laughs> yeah. I want the axe back. <laughs> Stranger Things also came out with a trailer. Uh, we should have watched that before. I wanted to see the trailer. Tell me. Oh, you this. didn't see the trailer? No. Oh my god. So I can tell you guys I am happy that they are setting this in the summer. Uh-huh. They're out of school. Uh, it looks like all the careful planning that they have done to make this third chapter, this third season, is going to be well paid off. I don't like when, well, I don't like having to wait for shows that I enjoy and love. But then again, I want them to be Good. the best they can be. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This is looking quite amazing. There's obviously some of the humor in there. And also, looks like it's either a Demogorgon that's upgraded or a whole new beast. I wouldn't mind them bringing in some new some new baddies. Feel like... It looks like Eleven has kind of been integrated within to 
the families and everything, and yeah. so it's not hiding. Yeah. Yes. That's exciting. I'm excited. Um, Tony. That is I don't, my name. I don't. I don't know if we talked about this before, but I feel like we kind of brushed upon it when you guys were talking about Ghostbusters and how awesome it would be for Transformers to cross over with Ghostbusters. Well, IDW is crossing over Transformers with Ghostbusters, and we are getting... The comic book. The comic book. And we are getting the Ectotron out of it. Yeah. Charles remembers that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought we had talked about wanting that... But no, we talked about that's happening, and mm. I want it because it's happening. I okay. don't want it to happen no. so much. Uh, Ghostbusters but, has been the comic book series fun. has been a lot of going to a lot of different realms, anyways. So it's kind of within their canon of what they're doing. I am going to be interested in how that works yeah. Transformer side, but I'm okay with it. It's one of those things I got, where I got burned by the toys, like by the. The Transformer toys. You got burned by them? Oh. Oh, yeah. There's so many, so many different <laughs> toys. Like, they started to use, like, they started to bring in other, and they crossed between them, right? Like, um, like the Star, Star Wars. Wars, right? Like, yeah, some of those were badass. Well, I'm not saying that they weren't badass. It was just, like, it it looked ridiculous. You look ridiculous. <laughs> right now, definitely. Yep, I look ridiculous. <laughs> nice comeback. <laughs> As I said, you're, you're all you're decked out and all this. In front of a shelf full of Transformers. Right behind him. Also, in his entire basement is flooded with those fucking toys. Yeah, I got some You would think that he had children, but... You were ready to call me ridiculous before I even said what I was going to (laughs) say. Yeah, he was... That's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) So, speaking of... He is a transformer. (laughs) He is? I laughed. She laughed. The toaster toaster laughed. laughed. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of uh, crossing over things... Uh, Marvel has recently had their Infinity Wars series that came out, and when Gamora got all the Infinity Stones, kind of folded reality on itself and created the Infinity Warps titles, where we had mm. the Arachnite and uh, Weapon Hex and so, some of these other Supreme, Sorcerer Supreme, no, Captain Sorcerer Supreme, I think was that title. Regardless... It was a fun new universe that after the events of that create was didn't get retconned. It was still a pocket universe now within the Marvel Cosmos. So they've now announced that there's going to be a secret warps event. So instead of secret wars, they're going to have secret wars within this hmm. warp reality. Like I said, I truly in- loved the... Do you feel like it's their new version of what ifs? Kind of. Yeah. Well, I think it's a whole world that they can do a lot more what ifs yeah. with. Because they only touched on some certain uh, people, but one of the people that I loved the most was Wolverine getting uh, crossed with uh, Emma Frost. So you had a... What does that look like? It looks like a blonde-haired Wolverine with an eye patch that has really good fucking fashion that's always dressed in white. A lady? He a has, lady Wolverine or a dude no, Wolverine? No, it's a dude okay. Wolverine. All right. But I, it's it like was a... one of the best of the cross, crossings that I never thought. So I'm looking forward to more coming out of that. whatever this is. Yes. Huh. Uh, Batman turns 80 this year. Did you guys know that? Batman's old as fuck. 80. 
to celebrate that, DC Universe, which is their streaming, uh, is giving you free access to all of their Batman stuff, excluding the Christopher Nolan movies, because apparently they don't own those, which I thought was really interesting. Um, so if you go on DC Universe uh, starting the 29th of March until April 4th, you can download anything related to DC for free, movies, comics, all that stuff, because DC Universe is more than just streaming films and television shows. They actually have comic books on there, too. Um, and if you go there right now, you can actually watch all the first episodes of all their original programming. So if you haven't seen Teen Titans or Young Justice Outsiders or Doom Patrol yet, you can go on there for free right now and catch all the first episodes of those. So I thought that was really cool. I really want to see Doom Patrol, but I don't want to pay for another fucking streaming service. <laughs> I, yes. It, well, <laughs> the acquisition has been uh, commenced. I don't know. The, completed. Completed, yes. Yeah. I guess that's the, the common word I was looking for. It has been for. completed. And now that they own everything, I am curious to see what's going to happen next. Yeah. Especially with now Disney Plus is sounding like it will be the place to get a lot of shit that you never would have associated with Disney because it's now Disney. Right. They're going to have a whole catalog that's going to close to rival Netflix's if they are to choose to put all that up on their right. well, Disney Plus. And I, and I don't know if they're going to brand everything Disney or not because I know that they're still keeping the Fox brand for most of their right. titles. And they oh, Well, they own majority stake in Hulu, too. So it's been speculated that Di the Disney Plus will be more of their family-friendly content and anything that they put out that might be a little more adult-leaning might go on Hulu, which I would be okay with because I subscribe to Hulu already. <laughs> Up to pay for another. We're all at some point in time. It's just going to be cheaper to get cable again. <laughs> this is why people pirate when you keep doing this stupid shit. We were all okay with paying ten to fifteen bucks a month for Netflix yeah. when everyone was putting their stuff there. Yeah, that didn't mean start making your own fucking channel and putting exclusives on it. Yeah, because we're gonna have the same thing that happened before: piracy. Yeah. Thank you, Disney. <laughs> it's all your fault. Uh, now, one of the things, though, that I can truly say thank you to Disney is they ate crow is the correct term. They went back on something they said. They rehired James Gunn. Ah, yes. Now, that is big news. But it's also, I feel like they announced it right when the acquisition was happening, so more people were reporting on that, so they kind of snuck it in. Regardless, the comic book nerd in me is happy to see him come back to complete mm -hmm. guardians of the galaxy three. Yeah. Now he's already slated to do suicide squad. So he's got a busy docket now, but then right after that, he's going to come on to shoot the last guardians movie. They're going to try to get underway filming in 2020. Okay. So next year, start that, which means probably a release date of 2021. Because right now, like I said, they're filming Suicide Squad, which should be coming out next year. Either or, any, I'm just, I'm happy because... Yeah, they the, were pretty adamant that they were never going to hire him back. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a statement released by them out there somewhere that's like, we will never be hiring James Gunn back. Get over it. And I wonder, <laughs> I guess I don't even care the behind the scenes, but they just realized it was... Different circumstances from other things yeah. of other people getting fired. Yeah, no I'm, one cares anymore about what, like, that whole thing that blew up was, like, P 
people were talking about it for a hot minute, and then people spent longer talking about how Disney fired him. Yeah. Like, that was the worst thing that came out of it. Not that he posted all these things when he was a stupid young person. <laughs> like, and I even explained when we were talking about his firing... I posted some stupid shit. I still say stupid shit. Oh, yeah. No, we know. And then we get this recorded, <laughs> and I'm obviously not going to be directing or running anything <laughs> Disney soon. Well, there's many reasons for well, that. Well, if the world falls apart and we're all living in Canada, then let's start our own Disney. There you go. I think that sounds like a good idea. Disney North. We'll call it the Axe. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to our friends at Source Point Press. They just, their newest, their movie, Rotten Tail, just came out, or is coming out soon on Blu-ray. One of their other comic books just got optioned for a movie, Nora, written by Casey Pierce with art by Sean Seal. This book is really good. Um, it's about this girl who can go into the minds of comatose people and either pull them out of their Play coma tennis. or help them cross over to the other side sort of thing. It's very, like, noir and conspiracy theory driven, much Totally, you know, if you know Casey at all, you know that this is written by Casey Pierce. So, seeing this in a movie and knowing that our friends were behind the original property for it is, like, super exciting. They're they're making their way, that little local... I know, I've been seeing them popping up a lot more. Yeah. I'm so happy that we met them when they were just a couple... <laughs> the Michigan Collective and... Michigan Comics Collective, yeah. Was half of it, and then there was... Uh, Josh and Trico who was doing Source Point and then they just kind of combined yeah. combined the teams they're there. Really, they're really getting out there in the world. So I thought that was exciting. So talking about kind of horror com like movies I was going to say horror comedies but not really comedy but uh, have you ever watched The Toxic Avenger? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I did once a really long time ago. And they ago. have a bajillion sequels. They're all low budget. Yeah. It's a trauma movie, They're, right? Yes, yeah. and that explains it all for people yeah. that understand yeah. what that means. It's not transferable into a bigger budget. It isn't. You can't I don't think take so. Well, you could have a... turn it into a bigger budget movie. You Just could. based on the com the uh the, it loses the, creature, its... the, yeah. the person, you know. Yeah. Excuse me, I'm trying to use the right pronouns here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Legend the Avenger himself. Legendary has been wanting to make the franchise come back again so they finally just found uh, a writer director to do that uh mark uh mccann blair um has signed on to do the whole new movie and even though i don't know who that is i'm just happy that there's a new toxic avenger movie being made now i know a lot of people my age grew up not knowing about the movie but there was a saturday morning cartoon yeah that right. made it more fun, kid-friendly, that you would think yeah. you'd then write this movie. Mm -hmm. Why is this rated R? And then you're like, this is nothing like the cartoon that this was... This is a reimagined, right? Yeah. Like, let's start it right. Rated R. Trying That's to, huge. To watch, or to find the, the movies he's directed. and Like I said, there there yeah. is really isn't. I've tried to look up I, he did I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore, which was a Netflix movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, I heard there's a, speaking of Netflix, a new Bird Box that they're going to be making. I know he's working on a sequel two. to the book. Is it, are they going right to film? I thought it was the book sequel. I thought that it was, they're going to make it, I don't know, like I, I hope not, because... 
You don't care I'm about done, reading. I'm done with that world. Oh, are you? It, I you mean, don't want to see it was any more okay, of it? It was okay. <laughs> 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 oh, you guys. <laughs> that was a Tony level thing there. You just did. It was good. Yeah, well, yeah. I learned from the best. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. I, I learned from you. Aww. I learned from watching you. I learned Dad. from watching you. So the Nintendo Switch, if you guys have ever played this, yes, it is like portable gaming with what the Switch can do. Mm-hmm. And I've I've learned from one of my buddies who has it, who brought it on the trip down to Kentucky and everything. It's a lot of fun to play backseat of the car when the driver then is bored up there because his two other passengers are playing Smash Brothers amongst ourselves. I bring this up because now there's a comic book subscription service on the Switch mm. called Inky Pen. And it's supposed to be one of the bigger uh, apps within the Switch. This is the second time Nintendo has tried to do a comic subscription service. Yes. This one, however, uh, has been saying that it's one of the largest collections. I don't necessarily believe that because I've never really heard of it before, meaning I would have heard of it before had that been true. What's it called? Inky, Inky Pen. Inky Pen. I mean, that's a cute name. <laughs> Marvel the... Or, not Marvel. Uh, not even Disney. What the fuck? Nintendo. Oh, yeah. The company of... Children and family, yeah, I guess we definitely pick a, a company that <laughs> right. sounds family driven. Oh, it's seven ninety nine a month for all you can read comics. Are they? I'm gonna have to look into this. I wonder if they're getting like all the big, like, are they getting the big two as well, or is it all just gonna be other stuff? Because sometimes the big two are like, no, that's fine. We don't want to be part of your little thing you got going on over there but if it's everything else it might be worth it for $7.99 a month although last time I subscribed to one of those services it was like nothing new it was all six months or older for comics I don't know (laughs) maybe I'll check it out Connor has the switch maybe I'll make him buy it he's got a job now (laughs) time to give back and the last thing that I have for news this week, uh, the ex-editor-in-chief of Marvel, Alex Alonzo, has teamed up with a couple other publishers to create a new comic book publishing team. Oh. Artists, Writers, and Artisans. So AWA for short. Um, they plan on making this a shared universe. However, they're not going to always just be superhero comics. So I'm liking the intrigue of, I don't feel like everything needs to be shared universes, but if they're going to have a lot of creators coming on in to make their properties, I kind of do like, you know, things showing up in the background of this and that. Just because it's a shared universe doesn't necessarily mean all the comics have to interact with each other. It's literally just they all take place. Yeah. You could have a spy thriller. You could have a... Uh, army one. I like Valiant. I was actually kind of yeah, thinking yeah. a bit more like that. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to what they have coming out. Some of the titles that they've already announced is America, American Ronin, um, as well as Bad Mother and Queen of the Galaxy and Rogue Angel. So don't really know what those are all going to entail, but that they already have some, some names hmm. and pretty much 
creators to join on in. Looking forward to that. Hopefully it's another great venture. Like I've, as we already mentioned, Ahoy Comics is. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I love it when publishers are moving on up. I like it when people came from one of the bigger two and are like, ah, I'm going to do my own thing now. Because you know they have experience, so it'll it'll mm-hmm. probably be successful. So. Uh, booze in the book this week. Charles, you said you had one. Oh, uh, for booze in the book, I read uh, League of Legends number four. This is the uh, the chilling conclusion of the series. Yeah. I say chilling because um, the book, like you know, takes place. There's winter all over the place. You know, the snow and stuff. It's very very cold looking, and I pair it with a fireball to warm you up during it. I, I, one thing I actually remarked in my head while I was reading it. <laughs> I made a little note. I was like, I love the, fire I in this, the fire in this looks pretty good. And I was thinking someone loved making this fire. Right. So, seriously. Yeah. Like some of the, um, some of the, the scratches and stuff for the shading was pretty standard and stuff, but they added this extra glow to the fire when they're doing the, um, when they're doing the, uh, drawing, the drawing, the art. And just like any any good uh, series, they mentioned the name of the series in it at the very end. Uh, War Mother. <laughs> it's like the last line in it. And just uh, in my head, I, I clapped. It's just like, uh, what, what's her name from uh, Family Guy? Um, Meg? No, the, the mother. Lois. 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 Oh, he said it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened in my head. <laughs> anyway, so uh, League of Legends, uh, Fireball. To keep you warm during the cold, chilling conclusion. Yeah. Huh. That's my right. book. Nice. All right. Uh, so since Charles did booze on the book, Linz, what's a quote to lead us out on this week? This is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is bullshit. Because you didn't give me any warning. So, uh, fuck you, Tony. <laughs> that's, that's good advice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Words uh, to live by. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when you guys were so pushing for that to be I know. our I know. I mean, call sign. We, so when we when we kind of switched over to the way we do things now, we Tony was like, we need to end on something. And I was like, <laughs> young Neil and I were like, it, we should be fuck you, Tony. That should be the ending of every episode because it is the best thing to say at the and end of the podcast. I just kept thinking of the Dos Equis man, like, say thirsty, my friends. But I didn't want to necessarily be friends. And actually it was uh, Dan who came up with just thirsty for anything like yeah that's the way we'll we'll go so then you're you know you stay thirsty stay tuned for whatever is how that came about and for the longest time though i'd be saying something and they'd say fuck you tony like just (laughs) in there keep your reading glasses clean stay thirsty for keeping your reading glasses clean stay thirsty i don't know (laughs) right well i guess uh stay thirsty for Tony fucking? No! No, don't do that. No! Thirsty and Tony fucking should not. Let's keep them. I I feel bad saying it. Too late now. Can't go back and delete that. (laughs) That's what you get for letting him edit. (laughs) 